Probando, probando. Podcast number 35. This mother podcast number 35. I was about to do some Spanish uh, fucking radio announcer voice, but... Aquí estamos en el 69, 69 AM. Puro verga AM. I can't even fucking speak Spanish. What the fuck is going on? Uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us this week. It is this mother podcast number 35. Thursday, October 26th. It is almost Halloween. This camera is not in focus. What the fuck is wrong with it? Oh, it's focused on the wall. There we go. We're now in focus now. Uh, last week, we didn't put this podcast on YouTube because I literally just could not find a card reader. I could, I mean, I know where it's at. It's at this mod headquarters, and I was too fucking lazy to drive to San Jose because I now live in the fucking woods. I don't live there yet, actually. I'm just being fucking lazy. Anyway, this week, we'll put it on, uh, we'll put both of them on YouTube. And uh, if you don't give a shit about that, then it doesn't matter. Uh, but anyway, if you're a big fan, thank you very much for joining us once again. Remember to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And if you really give a shit about what we're doing, please uh, chip in a dollar or two on our Patreon page, which is at patreon.com forward slash desmadre. Um, so what the hell has happened since last week? Not a whole lot in my life. Sammy is still out of town. Uh, so once again, it's just me and my uh, alcohol-drenched voice on the podcast. Uh, last weekend, didn't do a whole lot. Went fucking furniture shopping. Didn't buy anything. We just, you know, furniture shopping is like, I don't know. It's probably like the same, if not as difficult, as naming a baby or something. Or like something you do as a couple, which is really difficult. Like, what do you name your baby, or, um, I don't know, like, you know, where, you, what kind of, uh, old folks home you put your mother-in-law in, or something, something really, like, a difficult decision that requires a lot of thought and research and measurements and financial planning and, you know, can this fabric be washed, um, what happens if we spill a beer on it? Um, there's a lot of very difficult things that happen when you're buying a couch. A lot of difficult decisions to be made, I should say. Um, so that's what I did over the weekend. And then, gosh, I didn't do a whole lot else. I don't think. Um, last night was uh, game two of the Dodgers versus Astros. If you're an Astros or a Dodgers fan, uh, this is a pretty exciting series. I went and watched it with a buddy of mine. Uh, that was a lot of fun. I uh, had a few beverages while doing that. And, uh, man, yeah, that was that was nuts, man. It was like fucking seven home runs or something, and it went into 11 innings, and the Astros ended up coming out on top. It's very bizarre to me because the Astros should be a National League team, but they are now an American League team. And uh, this is a very boring fucking fact. Uh, but anyhow, um, what the fuck was I going to talk about? Oh, yeah, yeah, so today... I spent the, the day um, at the new house. Um, we were getting the appliances delivered, and we had a washer and dryer and a fridge and a dishwasher coming. So I chilled out and waited and did some work on my laptop while I was waiting. And then these two dudes showed up, really nice um, Latino dudes. They were they were uh, Nicaragüenses. They were Nicas. It was Luis and his, his dad. Luis was probably like 25 or something like that. And I don't know, his dad was probably like 50 or something. But it was fun. It was just cool seeing, like, a father and son work together. And, you know, he kept out calling him a pa and shit. And, like, man, they carried that fridge down like fucking beasts, beast modes. 
uh, they carry these straps. Again, very uninteresting topic, but I just kept thinking, like, man, I'm such a bitch. I could never carry that. And there's this, like, older guy and this younger dude. They just brought that shit in, plugged it in. Damn, man. And then, um, yeah, it was cool, like, just talking to them and stuff. Um, they They were asking me about the house and stuff and just asking about real estate, you know. And uh, the dad was like, No, pues si está bien difícil aquí, este, you know, aquí me, me, me dan el cheque y luego, pues boom, hay, hay de una mano a la otra sale porque le debo, tengo que pagarle a este hindú, some, some Indian dude who owns his uh, apartment or something. And um, we were just talking about how crazy real estate is and stuff. And I was like, Ahí tengo un departamento de una recámara y I got a one bedroom apartment. It's me and my wife and my daughter. I think the son's out of the house already. So he's like, you know, I got, it's $1,500 a month. He's like, it's crazy. I don't know how how we're going to keep doing this. But, you know, my brother está en el norte de Carolina. Y este, you know, me dice que para 900, una casa de tres recámaras and all this stuff. And he, pero le digo, you know, how's the jobs out there? And But it's crazy, man. Bay Area, housing, real estate, job market. Like, there's tons of jobs. If you can get a good job, it's really, you know, amazing. But the the real estate and that cost of housing is so obnoxious and so out of control that, I mean, your down payment ends up being what a house is somewhere else. So, you know, I don't. I've always wondered what people in the Bay Area, like really really working class and immigrants, like what their end game is. And I mean, I guess when you're when you're at that point, you're not thinking like super long term. You're just kind of thinking month to month or whatever, and you're thinking about the future in terms of your kids. I guess. Because certainly to think like I'm going to be able to like save, you know, like $100,000 or $200,000 or $100,000. i mean, let us say you get a house, you can find a house for $600,000 and you're looking at a $120,000 fucking down payment. And these folks are probably making, you know, like thirty or, I don't know, maybe like $40,000, $50,000 a year. Um, it's fucking crazy, man. It, it is just nuts. And it just, you know, keeps making me, I was talking to my friend about this this night, and just, you realize how, like, blessed um, Larissa and I are, and and I don't use the word blessed religiously, because I don't, I don't, I don't know about God or whatever, but we're just very lucky that we've been provided a lot of dope-ass opportunities to work at cool places and with good people, and we've always been surrounded by people who have been advocating for us, and who've pushed and kind of, um, just tell you, like, what's possible, because that's the other thing, too, like, even the, even today, like, these guys were like, well, how much money do you have to put down for a house, you know, and I was explaining, you know, oh, you know, it has, you know, usually they want 20%, but you can sometimes get a loan for 10%, and they were like, oh, really, you know, and, and I was just like, yeah, you know, and, like, some of this shit is just shit that I just learned, like, fucking dumbass, you know, in the last two months or whatever, but um, certainly, uh, you know, big case for uh, financial literacy and financial education because, you know, if your parents don't know and they're not teaching that to you and school doesn't really teach it, like, I'm not sure where the fuck you're supposed to figure that out. I mean, it's super, actually very simple, uh, the stuff that you need to do to kind of get your house in order, but if you got nobody teaching you, like, you just don't know. You have bad habits. Um, So I don't really know what the fuck. I'm saying with regards to that, but, you know, if you're a rising professional, what I can tell you is that, you know, you should seek out the need, the, you seek out the help of like a professional and it's actually not very expensive just to go talk to somebody and get some, some pointers. 
and I've had a few people around me who have helped here and there. Um, and it's always so like, oh, really? That's all you got to do? So, I don't know. You still got to make the fucking down payment. It's still fucking ridiculous. Um, but, yeah, one of the things I was talking about with my buddy last night was, because uh, he just got a job at a tech company, and he was just talking about his progression over the last few jobs, and how his, like, pay has risen, like, dramatically, and, like, now he's like, wow, like, I'm actually saving money, and I'm going to be able to help my mom out, and that's really dope. And, um, you know, just, like, how when you when you grow up broke with parents who are always struggling or whatever, like, the concept of money is such a weird thing that it's, like, it's just foreign, but if you grow up with it, it's just a part of your life. It's just a part of, like, the game. It's part of what you have to do to take care of and whatnot. Um, but uh, if you don't grow up with it, then you, like I said, you need people around you to kind of tell you, like, oh, you can do this or you can do that. Like, he was asking me about stock options and all this stuff. And, yeah, you know, if you've never been through that or if your parents have never been through that, then you don't know. And so it helps to have people around you. But um, we were just talking about money and how, like, the other thing that I, I I really believe in that, like, I think a lot of people don't, they always kind of get their heads around it, but um, I don't think making money is hard. Um, there are actually, like, a lot of really simple kind of, like, templates and, you know, road, like a roadmap for you to follow. If, you, if all you were like, I just want to make some money and I want to get out of being a poor person and I'm willing to work hard. I'm not saying it's easy because you still have to work hard. But the roadmaps are there. I mean, you could go to law school. What the fuck? Why this cat is going crazy? That cat will be broke forever, but will continue to eat organic food because we're fucking idiots and we keep feeding it. Minnie, come here. Crazy ass fucking cat. Um, but there are a lot of roadmaps for making money, I believe. You know, you could go to law school, you could go to medical school, you could just go get an engineering degree and go work at like a top tech company. Um, you could, you know, major in economics and go work for like a financial company. It's actually not that hard to make money. I think what's difficult is to make money doing something you love. That's what I told my friend last night. I was like, look, man, like we can both just get jobs and like, quote unquote, like sell out. And I'm not saying selling out, but like if you're just like, fuck it, I just want to make money. Yeah, just fucking work your ass off. Go get a good degree. And go make some fucking money. It's, there's, you know, you could be an, you know, I'm not saying you're going to be fucking, what's his name, Ray Kroc or something. You're not going to be the guy who started McDonald's or you're not going to be Jeff Bezos or something. But you can make, like, really good money, buy a house, do all the normal shit that, you know, you should be able to do if you're a professional. By just getting a degree, finding good jobs, hustling, playing the fucking corporate game, da-da-da-da-da. No fucking mysteries to this, people. You can make fucking money. The challenge is, can I make money doing something I love? Unfortunately, I cannot make money drinking beer and petting this orange cat who I love. But the money that I make can buy beer and pay for this little cat to hang out with me. This is Toe. Um... But yeah, I, I just, you know, I'm always, like, perplexed by people. Like, I got to figure out how to make money and all this stuff. And, like, I think it's just because you've never been around it that it seems so mysterious and so, like, out of reach. But I think the other thing is you have to be a little patient with it because when you're just, when you're young, you're like, I'm hustling, I got to make this money, blah, blah, blah. 
again, just get a good job, get good annual reviews, you know, jump around companies. That's the other thing. When you jump from one company to the other, to another, you can always get a fat raise. And then people don't mention that, like, because they'll be like, oh, well, how much do you make now? You know, what's your starting salary? Well, you can fucking lie. You could be like, I make, you know, fucking $110,000 now, even though you only make seventy or something. And you'd be like, oh, shit, really? Yeah. Yeah, motherfucker. I do. They'd be like, well, I don't know if we can do that. And you'd be like, well, I don't know if I can go over there. So basically, especially if these tech companies have so much fucking money, it's stupid. Um, you can negotiate your way up relatively quickly if you know how to play the fucking game. And then you get stock options and blah, 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 blah. It's pretty straightforward. The knowledge is there. You just got to do the research. I was... Somebody's here. Larissa's here. I got to close the door because I'm a bit embarrassed. I'm going to pause this real quick. Plus, I'm going to start some pasta. All right, I'm back. You know, um, the stupid thing is, nobody was actually home. It was just my, like, speaker being like, you have disconnected from Bluetooth. <laughs> I'm a fucking moron. But anyway, if you want to make money in tech, the money is there. I'm telling you, man, some of these people I work with, they're the stupidest people you would ever meet. You know, if you're driving down the road and some guy looks like, and he's like driving like a car, like a really nice car, and you're like, why the fuck does that guy have that car? He can't even fucking drive. He's driving like fucking 41 into 70. And he's like... And it looks like he could barely fucking like... I don't know. Tie his shoelaces or something. These guys all work in tech, man. I work with these guys. I look around. They're like, this guy's such a fucking dipshit. But you know what? He fucking probably did okay in physics or something. And now he's like some fucking quality engineer. And... I'm telling you, I was walking out of, out of the office one day, and I saw this guy who was, like, the dorkiest fucking dude in the world. And he got in, like, a fucking, like, M3 or something, a fucking brand-new Beamer. And then this other dude who, like, barely even fucking speaks English. You can barely fucking understand the guy. He gets his, like, fucking Benz SUV and shit. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? I'm like, oh, they work in tech. They work at Apple. Of course. So, people, it's not a mystery. Just fucking get a job at one of these places. I mean, you don't have to start a fucking business. You don't have to get all crazy and like, oh, I'm going to like do this and I'm going to fucking flip houses and I'm going to do all this. Just get a fucking good job and do your job well and you can make some fucking money. And it's at somebody else's risk. That's the nice thing about it. But, yes, if you want to do something you love, it is challenging. Very, very challenging. Because paying the bills and paying other people's salaries is very challenging. Um, there's a lot of potential upside in it, but it's very, very, very challenging. Anyway, that's it. Just fucking do good in school. Follow the rules. I told a friend of mine, this one friend of mine, who um, he's older actually. And he was like, man, I really want to go back to school. You know, I, I didn't finish. I would love to be an attorney. He was telling me all this shit. And he's like, I just don't think I can do it, man. I'm too old now. And this is this friend of mine, really good friend of mine. He um he's a big fitness dude. He goes to the gym all the time. He's all fucking swollen shit, fucking drinking creatine, doing fucking squats. Whatever those fucking people do. Kettlebells and shit like I do. 
fucking swole ass motherfuckers. Anyway, he was like, I don't think I can go back to school and all this stuff. And I was like, what is your fucking problem, dude? School is the easiest shit in the world. It is just like working out. Look, what happens in college is the first day you go to class, they give you this thing. It's called the syllabus. That syllabus tells you exactly what you're going to fucking do all fucking semester, quarter, whatever. There's no mystery to it. It's like, you got to read this, and then you got to read that, and then you got to do a fucking problem set, and you got to write a paper, and then we're going to take a test, and it lays it all out for you, week by week, day by day, whatever. And so all you have to do is follow that syllabus. Go to class, pay attention, take some fucking notes, go to office hours if you don't fucking get it. And then, like, if you just actually followed all the steps, you would fucking pass and probably do okay. And I told my friend, I was like, yo, dog, just think of it like going to the gym. You just, they tell you exactly what you gotta do. There's a book there. You're not researching. You're not fucking trying to find a cure for fucking butt cancer. You're not trying to do anything crazy. You're just fucking reading a book that some fucking white dude wrote like 30 years ago and taking a test on it. There's no fucking mystery to it. And he was just like, yo, I never thought of it that way. I was like, yeah, because you're a fucking idiot meathead who's at the gym all day. Nah, I didn't tell him that. But I was like, yeah, dude, it's easy. Like, you just got to go and do the work, just like the gym. And you just do that, and you're good. And this fucking fool went off and did it. He fucking went and, like, went back to a junior college, spent two years there, transferred to a four-year. And at the four-year college, he basically got pre-admitted to law school. This motherfucker is like... About to graduate from law school, because I told him the fucking secret, nah. But yeah, he actually called me the day he was graduating from undergrad, and was like, Chin. He was like, yo, thank you, man. He's And he's he does this every year, he's very emotional, but he's like, I never, like, it just was, it just clicked. It was so simple, you just go and you do the work, and it's so simple. Like, the, all the resources are there for you to succeed, so it's up to you to just put in the work. And a lot of people are like, well, that's really... You know, that really speaks to the, the, uh, I don't know, the fucking lack of creativity or the fucking, the fact that there's nothing special about a fucking college degree. Yes, it's not, yes, there's not, there's nothing special about a college degree. But what it is, it is a testament to the fact that you were able to stick with something for four years and just get it done. And that's where the big difference is, is like, a lot of people are like, oh, no, I didn't do this. But there's people who do it, and that actually is, it is challenging, you know, because working out is challenging. So same way, like, getting a degree is challenging. And if you're able to just pull it through for four years, then it actually shows, and people at least know that you're not a fucking idiot, and you couldn't even follow a simple syllabus. You fucking sacked up, did it, took care of your business, and got a degree. All right, I'm off my fucking college degree soapbox. What the fuck is next? Beer is next. Um, speaking of beer, this topic has nothing to do with it. Um, yeah, last week I mentioned, you know, that the whole TV thing fell apart, and or maybe two weeks ago, and that, uh, you know, we had to kind of put all of our eggs into this basket and blah, blah. But you just never know what happens. And it's just weird how this business works. You have to keep putting yourself out there. And, you know, 
You never know what's going to happen. Because today, for example, out of the blue, I get an email. Okay, I'm going to cut out the names of um, the actual people and network here. But this is out of the blue today. All right, subject, blank, blank, network, potential outreach project. Message. Hey, I found this mother on YouTube and kind of fell in love with your content and comedy. Quick-witted, politically informed. You guys are pretty much awesome. So I'm a casting director working for blank, blank, and I would love to chat with you about a project I have. We're in need of hosts and guests, and you guys would be perfect. You can email me or give me a call, blah, blah, blah. Hope to hear from you soon. We're going to be fucking rich. Nah, it's probably going to be bullshit. But that's just to say that, uh, you know, stuff happens if you just keep grinding. If you fucking grind like Harvey Weinstein grinds on fucking every model's leg, eventually something will come of it. You will either get convicted of assault and rape, or if you just grind like a normal human and go to work and do, you know, do good things, maybe you will be uh, blessed with an opportunity that could turn into something fun where you get paid for it. That would be very nice if I could get paid to do something fun. All right. Um, but yeah, isn't that weird? Like how that shit just happens. Like you just don't know. It just happens and you know, you just got to keep putting yourself out there. Um, not like Harvey Weinstein. Sorry for the joke. I mean, it's pretty ridiculous though. That shit has not ended. There's more people who have come out. Um, other people have fallen. Uh, that was the other guy. Um, the fuck is his name? He's another director. Um, hold on, let me look him up. He he um. What the fuck is his name? He directed uh, a documentary about Mike Tyson, and um, he's done a bunch of movies like in the past. James Toback. <laughs> Goddamn, this guy sounds like he was fucking Harvey Weinstein's brother. Uh, separated at birth or some shit like that, but uh, okay, here's here's the oh shit, Selma Blair, Rachel McAdams. But basically, there's over 200 women who have now come out and said that they were harassed by James Toback, and it's the same thing where he basically humps, he will literally hump their legs. These guys, I don't understand how, um, how they could be smart and artistically like. Um, you know, creative, but on a personal level, they're they're basically chihuahuas. They basically come up to women and hump them. It is fucking crazy. This guy, over 200 women, yeah, LA Times, 200 women, 200 more women share their James Toback story after 38 women accuse him of sexual harassment. <laughs> and apparently this guy, he's like a B-level director. He's actually pretty big, but people don't know his name he would walk up to people and like whip out not his dick but a copy a dvd copy of one of the movies he directed and he would be like i directed this and they'd be like oh wow and i don't know what kind of women would woman would fall for that and think that was dope but apparently it worked enough that he was able to fucking hump a lot of legs um and the crazy thing too is that like both harvey weinstein and james toback 
are like the nastiest looking dudes in the fucking world. They're like really overweight. They're fucking pasty as fuck. Like they're like bald and shit. Like nobody would actually want to do anything like physical with these guys. I don't think. I don't know, man. And this guy tried to say he's never met any of them. He also said that he's had a medical condition for the last 20 years that would have prohibited any of this from ever happening. Uh, I don't know, man. That's fucking crazy. So people keep following. There's another guy who was an editor for a newspaper or a publisher. Somebody I saw today that somebody accused uh, George Herbert Bush um, the first Bush president of harassment. I don't even read that article. Um, but apparently that happened. Uh, I don't know. I mean, everybody just coming out of the fucking. Oh shit! I just hit the mic. Everybody just fucking coming out of the work. Yeah, I got harassed. I got harassed. Fucking crazy. It really is a watershed moment for this sort of thing. Um, speaking of filmmaking, I did see. Um, we always talk about movies here, so I saw, um, I had already seen it, but I watched it again, uh, oh shit, son of a fucking whore, it's still in my car, I got the red box, oh man, I got that shit on Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, that's gonna be like a fucking $15 rental for a movie, son of a bitch. Man, see, Redbox is dope until you forget, and that shit's in your car. I was wondering, there was something in my car making a weird noise for the last few days, like da 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 da. It was like on my dash, and every time I turned, it was like, whoosh, whoosh. and I, I don't know what the fuck I thought it was, but that was Redbox DVD Blu ray of the movie Lion, which is a fucking amazing movie, actually. Um, very, I'm very sentimental uh, with that movie for some reason, but I first saw it like last spring. I was on a flight. Uh, to China, and I was like, oh, this movie I heard is good. I think it got nominated for some, like, Academy Awards and shit. And um, I was drinking whiskey on the fucking flight, and then I watched that movie, and I was crying like a fucking... Pinche vieja, man. I was all fucking... fucking. I was like a fucking Mexican lady at a rosary, man. I was fucking crying like a bitch. That movie was fucking good, though. It's really, really good. It's shot well, really, really well scripted. It's super sentimental, but not sappy. Uh, but Larissa had not seen it, so I was like, you gotta watch this movie. And I was like, fucking, like, 20 minutes into it. I was like, don't cry. Don't cry. Man up, fool. Even though I already knew what was gonna happen, I was still fucking tearing up and shit, man. That's such a good movie. If you haven't seen Lion, go see it. It's about, like, some Indian... It's a, this is the second movie about an Indian kid I've seen in two weeks that made me cry fucking Indians I'm never watching an Indian movie again unless it's one of those fucking just straight up dance movies that'd be pretty dope that probably won't make me cry um but I did see um I was gonna comment on something oh yeah 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 that um Barry Jenkins who directed Moonlight which won the Oscar this year for best picture uh just started um started another project they started shooting another project and it's like a it's a, a James Baldwin movie and James Baldwin is pretty dope um uh, writer 
from the uh, the civil rights era. You know, I don't know what the fuck happened to James Baldwin. How did he pass away? But uh, he's he's a poet and a writer and um, amazing dude. There's a documentary about him, which if you haven't seen, you should check it out. It's called I Am Not Your Negro. Um, really, really awesome, beautiful documentary. And this is about a dude who uh, grew up, you know, like in fucking New York, was treated like shit, very poor. Um, he was gay and uh, ended up just being like, man, fuck America. This place is a bunch of bullshit. And he went to live in uh, Europe. I think he went to France. Let's see. And he ended up passing away there. But yeah, he wrote essays. Um, he's kind of like a Ta-Nehisi Coates, um, kind of like a... Yeah, that'd be the closest, but I feel like Baldwin maybe has more soul or something. I, I, I don't know. Um, but, um, yeah, so Barry Jenkins is, is directing a movie that he wrote uh, or adapted uh, about James Baldwin. So that's pretty awesome, and that's another uh, project with A24, who is a production company that's been doing some really dope shit. Um, but yeah, Barry Jenkins, you should check that out. Um, what the fuck else is going on? I don't know. I don't know what the fuck else is going on. Hey, we got some more YouTube subscribers. We got like eight more since last week. Pretty dope, considering we haven't put a video up. I think we do better when we don't put videos up. What the fuck is up with that, people? I don't get it. I, I don't know. Let's see, last one we did 33, the 33 podcast. Uh, hey, what's up, Catherine O'Brien? She, she's, uh, appreciate you listening and commenting on, you said the only Criterion movie I own is Royal Tenenbaums. Yeah, that's a good movie, but I'm kind of, I'm kind of weird on Wes Anderson. I feel like he uses the same tricks all the fucking time. It's just like, here we go again, like quirky, colorful. Hey, my washer is done. Oh, no, the dryer is done. Sorry for all the noise in the background. I'm doing some laundry. Um, I hope that's not too distracting. I just realized that might be a pain in the ass for the sound, but oh well. Criterion, Royal Tenenbaums. Yeah, I'm just not a big fan. Um, there was one he did about some kids at a camp. Um, maybe he did that like four years ago or something. Larissa and I went to watch it, and we literally walked out. We were just like, this movie's fucking stupid. Just fucking stupid. Could not care for anything less than that movie. Unless you're talking about one of his other movies, which I probably care about even less because I can't even fucking remember it. Um, but yeah, Criterion, I actually got some more Criterions last week because there was a 50% off sale. I was like, okay. I bought like fucking five more Blu-rays. I don't even know what the fuck they are. They're like... They're all foreign films. Probably won't watch them until like two years or something, but they will make me look dope and sophisticated when you walk through my house and see them on my DVD shelf. That's right. Um, let me look up the news real quick. What is going on other than sexual harassment? House approves budget plan, barring. Uh, (laughs) 
Why is Trump so fixated on uh, the opioid crisis? I mean, I, I get it. It's a problem, but he doesn't seem to care about anything as much as this. It's very weird that he's made it such a priority. I think it's he's, it's basically politics, right? He's hoping to get like his base, which is just a bunch of fucking, what are they, op- opioid users to support him? Um, he'd probably do better if he just gave them opioids. I mean, that's probably why they fucking voted for him, because they're all fucking cracked out on H and fucking Oxy, that they don't know what the fuck they're doing. Um, the editorial from the New York Times says, words, not action, from Mr. Trump on opioids. Man, if y'all can tell what's going on in the background, it's a massive spin action. Fucking laundry is getting dried out like a bitch. That shit is going to be dry. Well, it's going to be damp and will need to be dried. But it will not have a lot of liquid in it. Which is, if you didn't know, that's what the spin cycle does. Um, uh, whoa. Whoa. What else is going on, people? Man, there's nothing going on that's interesting that I haven't already bitched about in some other podcasts. Uh, boring, boring. Um, I I read that they're gonna release some Kennedy files from the assassination. Why why do people still care about that? He's fucking dead, man. Dead. Why does it matter? Uh, agency reveals prototypes for Trump's border wall. Wow. Let me check these bitches out. Um, at the house where we were thinking of building a fence, but I think we're just going to plant some shrubs instead. We can keep it out natural. She's going to look raw. Um, okay, a border wall prototype in San Diego on Thursday. Officials said they would test the mock-ups to determine which worked best. So fucking stupid. Uh, why? Why are we wasting our money on walls? Why? 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 Um. Matt Damon lies about Weinstein. Let me just check some other liberal media websites here. Wapo. Washington Post, and I'll check some Breitbart, why not? Breitbart. Breitbart.com. I'm angry, I'm white. I'm angry, I'm white. I'm gonna look at Breitbart real quick. Look at, there's literally a t-shirt with an angry white man yelling on Open borders, lobbyists, cheap labor industry, and tech giants unite for amnesty push. Okay. Uh, U.S. to direct humanitarian programs in the Middle East. No more U.N. funding. And they have little party icons next to that. That's cute. Bannon says, establishment GOP is in full collapse. It's out of ideas, guts, and money. What I don't understand is how this banning guy is still alive. He looks like he's on his last fucking leg, man. He looks like he's, 
has been on a bender for like fucking 30 fucking years. Okay, here's the bush. <laughs> bush patted woman's rears after second actress comes forward. Now they're just going to go after every old man who's ever patted a woman's ass. Like, nobody really wants to have their ass patted. But I thought that was, like, one of the things you looked forward to, to being an old man. Is like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be this little old man and just grab girls' butts and whatnot. But that's, that's not... They've taken that away from everybody, people. You can no longer look forward to that. All right, let me, let me uh, start this camera again here, but it says, okay. On Tuesday, in a since-deleted Instagram post, actress Heather Lind accused former President George H.W. Bush of sexual assault for touching her during a photo op. Through a spokesman, Bush quickly apologized. Wednesday evening, a second actress accused the 93-year-old of similar behavior. A Bush spokesman again apologized, and this time admitted that, quote, on occasion he has patted women's rears. <laughs> oh my God. Bush's second accuser is New York actress Jordana Grolnick. We all circled around him and Barbara for a photo, and I was right next to him. He reached his right hand around to my behind, and as we smiled for the photo, he asked the group, Do you want to know who my favorite magician is? As I felt his hand dig into my flesh, he said, David Copperfield. Lind also, <laughs> Lind also said that Bush told a, quote, dirty joke. Grodnick adds that out of discomfort, some laughed at the joke and that Barbara Bush said, he's going to get himself put into jail. <laughs> Son of a bitch. The actor says she was warned in advance about Bush's, quote, reputation for fondling during photo ops. The incident took place in August of 2016 during the intermission of a play Bush attended near his home in Kennebunkport, Maine. This was one year ago. This guy was 91 years old, and he grabbed this fucking poor woman's ass. I don't know why I'm laughing about this, but I don't know what the fuck else I can do. Um, Alright, I'm not going to say there's any rules or there's any exceptions for old men because you really just shouldn't be touching people that aren't okay with that. Um, but fuck, man. They've they've taken away what a lot of old... I mean, maybe men are going to start dying younger because they're going to be like, they got absolutely nothing to live for. Like, I mean, do you think George grabs Barbara's ass? I kind of doubt it. I don't know. Man, he's a dog, though. 91-year-old dog fucking grabbing ass. It's over. It's a new paradigm we're living in. No more grab ass. Let's see. At age 93, President Bush has been confined to a wheelchair for roughly five years. So his arm falls on the lower waist of people with whom he takes pictures. <laughs> To try to put people at ease, the president routinely tells the same joke, and on occasion he has patted women's rears in what he intended to be a good-natured manner. Some have seen it as innocent. Others clearly view it as inappropriate. To anyone he has offended, President Bush apologizes. Most sincerely. Oh, man. Rolnick says she came forward due to, quote, recent trends in truth-telling in entertainment and media and empathy for Lind. Man. All right, let's see who else goes down. 
Uh, I don't really have a whole lot else to talk about, so I'm just going to shut the fuck up and wrap this one up. Um, I don't know. I'm going to have to, like, make my life more interesting if I'm going to be doing these on my own because um, I don't really, you know, do anything cool. I just, like, fucking do, like, old 40-year-old shit. Um, I, I, will, I will say this. That was funny. Um, like, two weeks ago, I was telling Larissa about Post Malone because this shit is pretty dope. He's got pretty good music. And I watched this documentary on Noisy about him. And I was like, oh shit, he's from uh, Fort... No, he's not from Fort Worth. He's like from Grapevine or some shit like that. But he went to Tarrant County College and dropped out. And then moved to LA and he got with his YouTube buddies and stuff. And now he's like this fucking ridiculously huge, you know, rap star or whatever. Um, but anyway, I was telling Larissa, I was like, have you heard of this guy Post Malone? And she's like, no. And I like watched, I made her watch the little documentary and he's like a really normal dude, really. He's super talented. And, um, I was like, yeah, it's crazy. He's from Fort Worth. And she's like, oh, that's cool. Whatever. And, um, and then, uh, last night I saw that my sister, my older sister who has a, a daughter, basically my niece, who's, I don't know how old my niece is, she's like 14 or 15 or something. Um, my sister took my niece to a Post Malone concert. In Dallas, and I was like, "What?" I was like, "I'm jealous. I want to be 15." And I was like, "Wait, no. Maybe I should have a kid and have." I'm like, "I got me. It just got me really confused. I'm like, what is going on here in this world?" That, um, as Larissa put it, "Haha, you like music that 14 year old girls like." And I was like, mm, "Yeah, so." Um, at least I don't like Avicii. I don't know who Avicii is, but it's like some club shit that she like listens to sometimes. Um, Post Malone is dope. Fuck you guys. Fuck you haters. I think he's dope. Today at the house, at the other house, the new house, which is in a canyon, and the patio faces the canyon, I put out my like little speaker, and I just fucking took it all the way up, and I was like, oh shit, this is loud, because it was like echoing through the canyon, and there's people who live further up. But I was like, fuck these people. And I was jamming out to like some random hip hop and shit. And I was curious as to how loud it was. So I went up the street, like not driving. I just got in, I just walked up to the street level and which is a little bit further up. And it was still pretty loud. And this was all off of a small Beats pill. So get your Beats pill. Available now at apple.com. <laughs> That's all people. Um, Post Malone is dope. Fuck all you haters. Rich Chigga. Rich Chigga's pretty dope, too. I was, um... I don't know how I, I found it, uh, Rich Chigga, who's basically this dude named Brian something. He's like this little... I think he's Malaysian or something. Um, and he's like a rapper. And I was like, man, Rich Chigga's pretty dope. Like, that song is, is tight. I think it came out like a year ago, and he like just blew up on YouTube and stuff. And then one time when I was on a trip to China, we were at a... We were in Hong Kong, and we were, like, getting faded, and uh, me and this dude, who's, like, this goofy white dude, this other engineer, he was fucking hella drunk, and, like, Rich Chigga came on, that is that, that song, That Stick, I gotta play That Stick for you, and, like, we just fucking started dancing like idiots, and uh, some other, I got some video of it, which I'm not gonna share with you, um, but my, my coworker was like, dude, you guys were fucking stupid. 
And I was like, yo, Rich Chigga, that's where it's at. So I'm going to play some Rich Chigga right here. Uh, see what's going on here. Play it on the iMac. This is that stick. Uh, that, I'm going to play out on Rich Chigga. Uh, if you are a fan of this podcast, please remember to subscribe on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, and give us a dollar at patreon.com forward slash this mother because we're still paying rent for all of our shit over there. And it really does go a long way. We could play you out with some motherfucking rich chick at that stick. Here we go. This is a guy who looks like he's 12 years old. And he's Asian, and he works at Apple and drives an M3. Every minute broke, wave, and you niggas no fair. When I hit him, every time I see a pig, I don't have.